Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast We Are All Psychic. Oh, yes, now we're serious. Today's serious day. So Misty is going to be vulnerable and personal with us and answer the question, do you think we're all psychic? Yes. And she's also going to be vulnerable and very open about a private part of her life that corresponded with the timing of this podcast. And it's going to be interesting. We might do this podcast over a couple of weeks, days, or hours, or we might just do it all right now. We're not too sure how it's going to play out. But, Misty, first I want you to, you, you, you would you like to tell the listeners anything or explain why you want to tell this story? Yes. Um, I want all our listeners to know that if they ever have a problem with a curse that has been put on their family or any kind of demon that's been in their life, I want them to know that they are in control of what is going on and that there is nothing that you can't do to get rid of these entities or uh, problems or curses. You know, you can do it and you alone can do it. You don't need anybody's help. All you need is what's up there in your mind, and and that will guide you and and get rid of it for you. But I want to tell my story so you will know how I got rid of mine and and what happened. Thank you, Misty. I'm glad you're going to talk about it. Um, You know, so, listener, I know some of you are longtime listeners, and you've heard the whole whole story in podcasts. You may have uh, noticed... You know, there were, in the beginning, especially, we, we talked about Misty's brother a lot, Chris, and I was going to ask you to tell us about him. Well, um, Chris is my younger brother. Um, we've had a few psychic connections um, before he died and after he died. Um, he died at 14 years old of... Uh, a gunshot wound to the head he killed himself um and ever since then i just i wasn't the same after that no. i wasn't there was no going back to the person that i used to be i was somebody different anyway before when we were kids we found out later on in life we were at my grandmother's house and they were we were sleeping and we both woke up about two or three o'clock in the morning and these are separate occasions that happened to both of us in the same night but I saw this dog with red eyes um prouncing next to me in the living room and he was just staring at me and of course I was, was he like big like a yeah, big dog? he was like a big dog yeah yeah um but it scared the crap out of me and um what did you think it was at the time i thought it was a real dog at first yeah i was like why is this dog in my living but then when i looked at the eyes i thought oh boy you know and and then i had always had strange things happen in my grandma's house always you told me that yeah Yeah, so this was just something that was the icing on the cake and i was just like you know i did what every other kid does and you put your uh, blanket over my head and you're like okay i'm gonna close my eyes <laughs> not, real, not real happen, not real not real not real yeah and that's what i did well uh like five or six years later i was talking to my brother when he was still alive and um he had the same exact 
experience that same exact night, but we never told anyone about it, you know, and um, that was crazy. I think that was our first kind of psychic length, you know, that we both had something like that happen, but right. nobody else experienced it, you know, because I asked, you know, my other cousins that were asleep on the floor. I was like, did y'all see that? No. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's interesting, you know, because yeah. so was he kind of hesitant to tell you when you were talking about it? I mean, was he like well, scared? I was, it, basically how it went down, I think we were all sitting there talking. We all love to talk about stuff like that at my grandma's house because it happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. So we'd all sit down as a family and we would, did this happen to you? Or, you know, all the time. Yeah. But um, like I said, it was years later and we were all sitting down talking and I was telling my story. Yeah. And he was there and he just looked at me and he said, I had the same thing happen to me. And that's all that was said. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And so, so you both, he didn't, you didn't have to talk to each other about it. Really, no, did you? that was just what him was letting me you know. Had? Was you it know? just kind of like scary feeling that he knew too? Had, like, yeah. It's like it a made real me, serious yeah. moment. Yeah. Because then, you know, well, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one that saw it. You know, yeah. it brings it to a whole new level. <laughs> so what do you remember about him before he died when he was suicidal? Did, did you know he was suicidal at yes. all? So what was going on? Well, no, I'm sorry. Or we knew he was depressed. We didn't know he was suicidal. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had an appointment to go see a, a psychiatrist to get put on medicine. Um, Monday and he killed himself Saturday night before we got him to the doctor. Yeah. So we did not know he was suicidal. Yeah. He was I very mean, he good about covering it. Yeah. You know, because he didn't usually want are us that to age. hurt. Yeah. You know. Sure. So what kind of person was he? Did you see a, like a spiral into his depression? Did you notice anything in particular that was different than yeah. other people getting depressed? Maybe. Oh something? yeah. Yeah. Like it, what did it hit at puberty or was it after? Puberty? It was puberty. What was something trigger it or anything? Well, or? I, don't, I think it was a bunch of things. I don't think it was anything, you know, one thing, you know, he had a girlfriend, they were, you know, together and then they were breaking up and they were together again. Oh, yeah. But that's not yeah. enough to make somebody not do for, something. No, like that. no, that, that's not at all. No. You know, so his life wasn't, you know, perfect, but it wouldn't, you know, it, he was a normal teenage boy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he said, you said he liked music, right? Oh yeah. He loved music. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just like, how long was he depressed? Do you think before we, he, he, Oh gosh, had a chance a to question. see a doctor. I mean, he, well, we didn't know. No, yeah, we, he said he hid it really well. Yeah, I was one of those it. kids. I hid my depression. Yeah, he hid yeah. it. But he would tell his best friends certain things. Okay. And he had told his best friend, I guess, six or seven months before he died, that he tried to kill himself, but it didn't work. Oh, so he tried to take some pills. He, so he, he told his best it. friend this. Yeah. But we didn't know. Of course, Nobody. best friend would keep that a secret because that's yeah. what best friends do. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? If you're out there and you're going through that situation, Tell don't me. keep a fucking secret like that. Don't. Ever. Don't. So I think I think I'd like to move forward in your story to when we started doing the podcast. Uh, listeners, you might remember we had a lot of technical difficulties for a very long time doing this podcast. And they haven't, they pretty much stopped and uh, that's pretty much we'll tell you why we think one reason is, is what Misty ended up doing. But it's like the story, it kind of evolves for her. Um, it starts with, with, I feel like, I feel like you always felt like something, you, you, something was wrong. And, you know, with, with uh, you've told me you felt like, like you said before on the podcast, you're here to fight evil. Mm -hmm. You know, you felt like that's what you're here for. Right. And 
and you're to to like bring good into the world you know like a good versus like in a demon specific way you said you know you felt right. like angels and demons called to them i remember when we first were getting to know each other he just loved the angels yeah and talking you didn't like the demon you could see them around and you know, I could just tell you could tell things about people like they had some demon in them or something, yeah. <laughs> something like some people can really pin that stuff down. Yeah. I, I'm not good at that, but I can tell you're good exactly like what people got. Yeah. Good or bad and evil and evil. If there's there any evil there, you will find it and identify it. I'm not good at that. Well, see, you I know. am because I got you, you for are. a friend. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> yes. That's not it. I'm evil. No, evil. you're pure goodness. <laughs> and I can see right through your shit. So. <laughs> you, you have looked through my shit before. <laughs> so there, take that. <laughs> bam, bam, she got me good. Um, so we, if you remember, we had, we had, we had guests, one of our first guests from Everclear. I think she was our first guest from Everclear. No, it was Joni. It was Melanie was one of our first guests and it, she did wonderful past life regression podcasts. And, um, the first one, we both wanted a reading with her afterwards. So we both got one. Oh, what was yours like? like oh, mine was incredible. Um, but I do remember some things that she had talked about. And at this time I had had another uh, life regression, past life reading done even before this, like maybe two years before that, before yeah. we interviewed with Melanie. So this was the second time I had had one done. And she had pointed out something about like a demon around. And I was with, it was in another lifetime. And it was in like a forest and I was by this lake with a couple of kids and there was like this evil force in the woods and we all knew it. Yeah. We were just ready for it to come out, you know? And so anyway, that when she said that, I was like, okay, that kind of, I can relate to that, you know? Yeah. And, um, Anyway, it, it, I kept it in the back of my head because there's some other things that happened that was right. all like a puzzle. But yeah. but that was one of the first things, you know, when she said that, that there was a demon out there and this was a past life. Like this demon was kind of with you. Right. And she is caring she, with you. When Misty just said puzzle, that's kind of how we've always talked about this whole situation in her life. Um, it was like a bunch of little puzzle pieces or, you know, like a mosaic, you know, really mm -hmm. just coming together and to paint a past life you know, cycle that we're about to talk about. Um, and so that's where she, you first got your first, like, kind of like, this sounds like something's to this, that kind of feeling, right? Mm -hmm. There's something I really need to pay attention to. Here oh, yeah. That, right? Yeah. Mm, so what happened after that? So after that, we ended up um, talking to uh, Courtney. Yeah. And um, she told me that she would give me a, a, past life reading okay and courtney has been a guest on the podcast several times we yes courtney. we love yeah. courtney she's amazing um anyway when she did mine um it was almost like she was hesitant to tell me exactly what had happened in some of my past lives because a lot of people can't handle that yeah yeah <laughs> but when she did my reading she knew that i could handle it yeah Thank God. So she basically told me um, that I had a demon from past lives that has been in my life, you know, repetitively. Yeah. And she couldn't put an exact, you know, pinpoint on it, but she, she told me 
a lot of information about this demon. Yeah. And she knew nothing about any of the other things that were happening to me. Yeah. So it's what kind of things were happening at that time. I think your daughter, one of your daughters was... Okay, so at that time, my youngest daughter had just got out of the hospital. Um, she was, uh, she tried to, or she was, she wanted to kill herself. And she was going through a bad thing of depression. And so that was bad. And I remember she gave me that reading about the demon. And then this is when it all gets really interesting. Um, we were doing a podcast. Don't remember which one it was. I wish mm-hmm. I did. I thought it was with Angelina. I don't know. You would know more than I would. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wish I knew, but I I don't remember. I should have said something like this, but I didn't. No, I wouldn't blame you, no. I was too busy because um, we were doing the podcast, and all of a sudden, in my headphones, I hear a demon, and it's mocking everything that Lisa was saying and mocking things that I was saying. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And I was like, after the podcast, I was like, Lisa, did you hear that? And she was like, no. And then whoever the other person we were interviewing, I asked them and they were like, no. And I asked you, I said, would you please, you know, listen to the video and the audio and see if you hear anything? And she was like, yeah. She came back about an hour later. Nope. I didn't hear nothing. So I was like, great. No one said no one heard, heard anything on that. Yeah. It, uh, but I know that I heard it. Like it was, like it was one of those no nos. It was a no no. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it straight and clear as, as you and me talking. Yeah. Cause it made me mad. I was like, you know, why are you mocking us? You, you, you know, you knew what it was. Who do you think you, you are? But you kind of knew it was. I kind of already kinda knew, knew deep inside. familiar about it. Right? Yeah. Because all this other demon stuff that's been going on. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. So. That's when some weird stuff started happening and I had got in touch with Lisa. I was like, look, I, she had been able to get in touch with Chris, my brother that died. Um, pretty much right after I met her, she could get in touch with him. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned how to become in, t- in touch with him too. And, and by using my, you know, psychic experiences and, and all that, but. Lisa was able to talk to him a little bit better. I guess because he was so close to me. This it was harder. you started working on your mediumship skills. Yeah. And um, like you couldn't, you couldn't really rap. You couldn't accept that. Even though you were right. it, you, you were like, nah. Yeah. Or, or, or I was in denial because I just didn't yeah, want like, to be nah. true. Right. right. Yeah. And I'm still kind of like that. Listeners. I am too. You know, I don't believe everything I hear. Yeah. I mean, I, this is really something you got to experience yourself. Right. And, and when it starts to happen to you. Yeah. If you get it validated, that's when you start going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> There's something so to this. That's that's when that started. And I told Lisa the story. And that night, her and her husband at the time had gotten to this huge fight. I mean, it was bad. She said it was one of the worst fights they'd ever been into. And it was because she burned a protection candle over me and over her house. And her husband accidentally blew the candle out. And that let the demon come in. And I mean, he did a good one on them that night. Yeah. The next day, my mother called me and she said, something is going on at the house. She said that the doors in the closet were opening and shutting them by themselves. And, you know, she was hearing things and she said she just did not feel good about it. It wasn't anything. It wasn't a good spirit. Right. Well, that's when I started to get a little mad. 
you know, I wasn't scared anymore. I was mad that it was taking advantage of people that I loved. And it knew that would be the way to get me. Oh, you yeah. Know, oh, yeah. You can do whatever you want to me, but you do things to people I love. Right. Oh, no. Right. And so that's when I got you to get in touch with Chris to find out exactly what was going on. Yeah. That cat. Listeners, Gandalf is a... Uh, Having a good time. He's very involved in this podcast. Yes. I, I, I finally chased him away with a, a rollerball, but he uh, wanted to make <laughs> some biscuits. Uh, this is your interlude to part two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And if Gandalf will permit, Gandalf, Gandalf, Gand, will you let us uh, do the podcast? I think that's a yes. Okay. You like we got a little lip. Yeah, lip. Yeah. So, um, I think what I remember, I mean, the main thing I remember, I don't, as listeners, if you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say this a lot. I don't remember my readings very well, if at all. Um, and Misty asked me to get in touch with Chris and uh, particularly about what she, um, she knew was going on, all these things happening and these readings that she'd gotten and, and things she was piecing together. And I, I've never experienced anything like it. So, um, Chris was really clear. It was very clear communication. He made it extremely clear exactly what he was telling me. And I didn't really know how to tell Misty this stuff, you know, cause <laughs> it was, she, he told me that in fa father's side of the family is how he put it. Father's. And so I know somewhere in the father's side of the family, there was a grandfather is how he put it. So, you, you know, you kind of have to figure out. I was like a grandfather, a great grandfather is probably what I was thinking, or great great or something like that. And then he says, um, he, his son, his firstborn son died, or he almost died. I can't remember if he said he died or almost died. And he made a bargain with this demon to bring him back or not let him die, one or the other. And the demon said, yes, we can do this, but in return, um, you have to pay this price. And the price was every firstborn son in the family would. Of every other generation. Of every other generation. He didn't tell me that. I think Courtney told you that. Oh. I, I don't remember. He didn't tell me okay. that. You figured that out maybe. Or, you know, yeah. putting it together. Yeah, I think Courtney's the one that said that. Yeah. And he said, take, I will take them, you know, basically. And he said, okay. And, um. And that's all that Chris told me. And he said there was a ring that that grandfather did the curse or did, there was a curse, you know, um, on this ring from the demon as the deal they made was over this one gold ring. And I could see it, it looked like it looked like the one ring, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like from Mordor, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so I told her this stuff. And then she, she was, I said, do you know this ring? And she's like, I don't know. And you, and you went and asked your mom, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And her mom was on uh, season three's first podcast yeah. i think if you want to yeah and her. mom's got some psychic abilities that that she's using as well even though we all are psychic but <laughs> not all of us use our abilities or can <laughs> mom is doing a wonderful job of that she's really doing a good job but um so anyways i was i called my mom and i was like hey is what's the deal with this this ring um, I told her that Lisa had got in touch with Chris and Chris said that there's this ring that's been passed down from generation to generation. And I didn't know what she was talking about. I didn't know if there was a ring like that. I, I had no idea. And I asked mom and she was like, yes, there's a ring. And I was like, what? 
And she said, yeah, that's what, your when grandma, you told me there was a ring. My mind was, like, I know it, it, yeah. that's how I felt when mom told me that, yes, there, there was a ring. It was your grandmother's ring and she wore it as a wedding ring, you know, all the time. And when she died, she gave it to mom mm. and she said that ring, this is what gave me chills. She said that ring was your great, great grandfather's ring. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> that's exactly what Chris had said, right? Yeah. Yes. I was like, yeah. that's like my heart starts beating now, you know, because yeah, it really freaks, freaked so me out. Weird, yeah. And so immediately I was like, mom, I need you to send me that ring. And with no questions asked at all, she put it in an envelope and I had it mailed the next day. Yeah. Yeah. It freaked me out so bad that when it got to my house, which I was like on walking on eggshells till it got there yeah. through the mail, you never know what could happen. Yeah. It got there and I even put it in the shed. I wouldn't even have the ring in my house. Yeah. What did, did you like touch it at all? Did it feel like, did you notice something about it? Did it seem I didn't strange? want to. You didn't want to, but did you ever when like, well, I'll let you get to that part in a minute. Uh, I wanted to ask um, before, cause you're, because what he had told me to tell you, I remember about the ring was that he told me he had to destroy it. Yeah. So, um, and that would break the curse in some way. I can't remember exactly how, but I think that's what he had told me to tell well, you. Well, right? he just said that you need to destroy, destroy it, cut ring. it in half. Cut it in half. Okay. So, you, and, and that's what you did, isn't it? Yeah. The next day I got my husband outside. Like I said, I wouldn't even bring the ring in. And I got him to saw it in half with one of his special, you know, saws. And, and, and. It was like this huge rush of relief just washed over me. Yeah. So I knew that I had cut the ring in half, but I wanted to make sure that I had actually gotten rid of the demon and the curse. Yeah. And this part is where I'm going to tell you this all came from things that were in my head and nobody else's. Like I was completely told how to do this from angels from my brother, from God, you know, it was like they were all around me, especially the angels. They were really coming to play. Yeah. <laughs> they were ready to fight this demon. Yeah. But, you know, from everything that had been happening, all the people that had hurt, I was like, I'm going to get rid of you. But before I did that, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting something. Before I did that, a couple of days before, I had another reading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Courtney. Yeah, with Courtney. I had another one. And that's when everything just, all the pieces were together. Um, I found out that I was the one. It was me that made the curse. Like, it was me she that was did great, it in, great, in my great, past life. Yeah, in the past life of the family first. And ever. Courtney kept saying in my past life reading, she kept saying, it's not your fault. You did it out of love. She didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. She didn't know any of this, but that's all she kept saying to me. Yeah. She, that's the one thing that kept saying, this is not your so fault. You, had to you really did let it go. out of love. You had to get rid of the guilt too. For yes. Yourself carrying so much guilt. Yeah. So much. Um, because I did this now. I did this to my brother. I did this to who knows how many other people that had died in my past from suicide. I did this. How fucking hard is that to swallow? But you did it out of love. But I did it out of love. And that's what they kept telling me. The intention Even Chris is, kept does saying. matter. So the right. person took a because demon or whatever took the advantage. boy, it was my child and my child was sick yes. and he was dying. And I didn't, he was my everything. 
I think it was Chris actually in another life. I couldn't relate to that. had had children, you know. Yeah. This was my baby and he was dying and I had the special ability to conjure up a demon and the demon said, Hey, hey, guess what? I'll help you out. You know, and that's when the pact was made and that's when the curse started. Yeah. And I had to figure it out on my own that I was the one that started it because Chris kept saying to you, he kept saying, she's the only one that can end it. That is right. He did say yes. that over and over. You yes. Have to, and we couldn't figure out why. Why? Why? Yeah. Well, yeah. duh, because you're the one that freaking did it. Yeah. You had to, to, to undo it. So that was a big part of the story. Sorry, I and left she, that she out. she had said that she really wanted to like thank Courtney for that. It was kind of like yes. the relief Courtney, and the healing that she gave you. Courtney will have no idea ever how much she helped me. She she just she'll never know. Hmm. Even if she listened to this podcast, she still will never know how much she helped me. Um, and Lisa, oh my God, Lisa, <laughs> like I could cry right now. She has been my everything through all of this. It would not, I would not have made it without her. I would not have figured this stuff out without her. I wouldn't have been able to do any of it without her. She's like, she's my main girl. <laughs> oh, give me 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But so then after that, I was like, I, I got one of my daughters and I made her stand outside and I covered her in salt so she wouldn't be affected by any of the things that I was doing. But I wanted somebody there to make sure that everything went okay. Yeah. That knew what was going on. Yeah. And so, girl, I got up all these herbs and oils and I knew nothing about them. I knew a little bit, but at the time I didn't know shit. Yeah. I got, like, I started writing and I still have it, this, uh, thing that I just said out loud. I don't even know what you would call it. It's not poetry, but it was just my writing. Yeah. It was just my writing telling myself how I'm getting rid of this demon. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And it just poured right out of me. It was like, it wasn't me. Yeah. And I went outside and I did the salt around me for protection. And it was kind of dark outside. You know, it was kind of like a storm was coming or something. And I remember I got in my circle and I had candles lit all around me. And these were all things that were in my head that were telling me, this is going to help you do this, do this, do this. Yeah. So and I knew you weren't aware color. of this stuff. You didn't no. study witchcraft or No, anything. it all was so natural. I, yeah. I can't tell you how natural it was. You know, when I started really putting my ego aside and listening, whew, I can yeah. do some stuff, you know, and, and everybody yeah. can do this too. And that's why I'm, I'm really... Um, trying to stress this part out to you because I got out there and I said, you know, my little writing thing that I had to say to get rid of it. And I, I don't know when I got done, it was just like, I was so mad and so ready to get rid of that demon. It had already done way too much and I wasn't going to let it do anything else, especially to my child that had just got out of, out of a psych ward. Right. I was like, you are not. You're not doing this anymore. And that determination helped me. And being a mother helped me too, because I wasn't going to let it get to my baby. You know, you're not doing this to my family anymore. And when you make a mother bear mad, don't underestimate her. (laughs) Yeah. She will kill for her young (laughs) and more. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did the curse. It took me maybe five minutes. Didn't take long at all. Right. And when I got done, there was so much relief that came off of me. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. 
And then the sun started to come out. Oh, and then cool. and then my candles started to blow out. And all I oh, could wow. do is just sit there and just been Feel like, like oh. floating, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that feeling again. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yes. Okay, great feeling, yes. And I think that it's really brave of you to tell the story and go into such detail, like about how private it was for you. Mm-hmm. And um I think it like when like all through that and ever since then, um like your daughter still had some you know, she still had some depression issues, but she's seeing a doctor and but it wasn't like it was then. There was something different about that time. Do you remember everybody was strange around that time? Yes, everybody it was, was like it was like twenty twenty anyway, you know? Yeah, and it, <laughs> things, things around us were strange. Yeah, yeah. and um but I, I, I've gotten to know that daughter, and she, she's she's different than she was when I met her. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, mm-hmm. well, she's different. no longer, I would so, say, so suicidal. Young. Yeah, exactly, exactly, a big difference. And then I remember I was talking to you about it, and you told me that you know, once a demon whispers something in your ear, it's hard it starts, to yeah, ignore it. It's always it. kind of there. It's always like a it's right. Always an op- it's, 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 it's always in her mind. It's yeah. like an option still. Yeah. Right, right. You, you know, you have to make sure in your mind that you want to get rid of the depression yes has to come from you first yes and so does the curse and recognizing the depression yeah yes and the same with the curse yes yeah so funny thing it's not funny it's just kind of ironic we just figured out today when we were sitting here talking missy had already figured it out but i just it just hit me because she had three daughters she didn't have any sons and the curse Mm -hmm. was about the firstborn son Mm -hmm. and then she she's sitting here saying yeah well that would have been my grandson Right. right. He and would have been the next victim. Yeah. So it's just, just all very, it's, it's the strangest thing. I know. Um, but you seemed happier since then and overall, you know, yes. like a lighter attitude and everything. Mm-hmm. And you have a different look in your eyes. When I first met you, you were always kind of hidden. Like mm-hmm. Your eyes always kind of hid what you're really thinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now you feel, you just seem like you're more flowy mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're open, you know. To well, I got through it. You did get through it. I yeah. did it. And I can look back and say, I did that. And so can you. Yeah. You can do that. You, I don't yeah. care what's going on in your life. You can get rid of it. You just have to have the right mindset and you have to, you know, have the right people by your side to help you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and friends are one of those things you need. Oh, you yeah. can't do it by yourself. No. But mm-hmm. overall, you, you can, you have to be the one to do something you like that. You have to do it. Yeah. You, but you like, you know, support. no one goes down in the grave with you, but no, <laughs> it's no. like, you know, you know, you, you're born alone, you're dying alone. You aren't born alone. You're in your mom's womb. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. It's cozy. I know. You die alone, though. You know, yeah. and, and then you, then, then you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're back out. And then, you, and then you, you have to go do it again and again. Supposedly, <laughs> listeners, we want to do this. According to the stories that they tell about what we do with our souls when we're not people. <laughs> yeah, I, that always fascinates me. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I just actually ordered another copy of Journey of Souls. It came oh, to I love it. Amazon Sundays. Oh, <laughs> wait, mean, another copy? What do you mean? I, I, or just a new copy? Yeah, I didn't have my copy anymore. So <laughs> I don't have mine either. Right, I give it away so much. I know, yeah, I have, I have to. Just every once in a while, order a new copy. Oh, I need to order me a new copy because I want to reread that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what started the podcast was that dang book. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you play as we're getting into it and stuff. Yeah. This, that was amazing. So like all through this listeners, if, if you ever, or if this is the first podcast you just happened to land on for some strange reason 
and you do listen to the rest of this podcast from the beginning to the end, you'd be really surprised at like the story that you just heard. She kind of is all through the threads through all the podcasts until like the last like year, I guess it's still there. The healing is done, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's still healing more from it, but it's, you'll see it's in all the stories. You know, it is everything we talked about. It's very strange. I mean, I've gone back to listen, especially those early ones. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, wow. I know. It's creepy. Yeah. It is really (laughs) interesting, interesting stuff. It is. And um, Misty, again, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to get it off of my chest. Woo. I feel so much better. Yeah. Your voice is higher. And I think we're about to go get our, our feet detoxed. Yes. The listeners, that's going to be, I did it with Akasha Prime yesterday and it was wonderful. Mm. It was wonderful. And I felt really, really good. And I, I think I need, she wanted to treat us both to that today. So I think we'll do that. Mm. If you're interested, I'll send you a picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to say that. You show. probably don't want to see the before and, and after. Really gross. <laughs> But, um, and I want to thank Everclear after talking about my foot detox. <laughs> Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths. So you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. It's everclear.com. And they're our lovely sponsor and we love them. I work there as an advisor under the name Lisa P, L-E-E-S-A and letter P. And if you want to get any kind of services from either of us, you can check out our website, www.dowerelsec.com. And listeners, we love you. We love you. Bye.